0: Hello and welcome in to another episode of the eSports Network podcast. I'm Mitch Rames. Today's episode is an interview with Dinesh Damani. Damani is the co-founder and CEO of Ori. It's basically an app that helps with public speaking and communications coaching. Ori uses artificial intelligence to analyze your speech in a couple key areas like pauses, filler words, and word choice. So how does it relate to eSports? Well, eSports has a distinct media training problem, and that is one of the key things that Ori helps with. Here at eSports Network, one of the pillars of our business is eSports Pro. It's a media training curriculum designed for collegiate eSports programs. We already have 20 collegiate programs signed on for the initial rollout, including collegiate leaders UC Irvine, and we'll be bringing the eSports Pro curriculum to those colleges. The curriculum starts with an in-person lesson. Hopefully we can get out there and actually be in person, but sometimes that might be over Skype. But the follow-up is to use Ori. And ORI helps hammer home the lessons because it puts the agency in the students' hands, in the esports players' hands. And that's really important because when you're a college student and you're faced with a lecture you might not be as interested in, and we'll try and make media training very interesting, but they're college students so if they're faced with a lecture that they aren't interested in what are they going to do they're going to doodle they're going to doze off they're going to dick around with their friends so what Ori does is really it puts the app in their hands and that means that they are seeking out the knowledge they're interested in the lesson and there aren't as many external pressures of somebody you have to talk to. It's all one-on-one, and you're speaking with a very impersonal AI. The AI understands you, it uses machine learning, but it isn't like talking to an instructor. And that's really important. I really hope the kids are paying attention to the lessons that we bring to them, but I was a college student not that long ago, and I remember how I might have acted in a lesson and again, hopefully these kids are really interested in media training, but I'm not so bullish to think that every single kid in esports curriculum program is going to be hanging on every single word. So framing it as communications coaching and something that helps with their call-outs in a League of Legends game or helps them do their presentation in poli side that they're worried about that is really something that can help them in all facets of life because communication is one of the most important skills you can learn. And that's really what Ori helps with. Now, obviously, Ori is directly tied to eSports Network, which is why I'm doing this interview. But really, we are trying to face a larger problem, and that's the problem of media training in eSports. Uh, We've all seen, and especially with the new rules coming down from big entities like twitch and blizzard who are not having practices that used to be pretty mainstream in esports and accepted you have players like we'll say xqc he was on the dallas fuel in the overwatch league he was suspended for some sort of insensitive remark i can't remember right now but it's I can't repeat it anyway, so it's probably for the best. He was suspended. He apologized. He came back, and he did it again. And he was removed from the team. He was released outright, and he was their star player. He was the one with the most charisma, and he's still a huge streamer in the Overwatch community. So that's the great example of what's happening in esports and how there's a professionalization coming in. Obviously, the Overwatch League has some massive, massive companies behind it. And Coca-Cola doesn't care how big XQC is. If somebody in the league that they're a sponsor for starts saying problematic things, Coca-Cola is going to come to Blizzard and XQC is going to be gone. That's how that's going to operate in esports. And that's not how it used to. Gamers used to be able to get away with a lot of things. And especially coming directly from their couches, their living rooms, their bedrooms, to now being represented by massive organizations who have tons of money behind them. It's a huge change. And so you really need to be training these kids. Because if not, all the money and time you spent on bringing a guy like XQC in, and he's not the only example, believe me, I'm... Sorry to Felix for continuing to use his name, but he is a great case study because he was a big streamer who came into the Overwatch League in Season 1 and left in Season 1 because he embodied those, you know, problematic traits, and it's a it's a great example of the traditional gaming community coming to head with the brands and professionalization of esports. So that's why media training is so important, and I've gotten a little bit off the cuff, but... We're going to get into a conversation with Dinesh about Ori, again, using artificial intelligence to help communication, and it tackles pauses, it tackles filler words, and I've been using the app recently, even though I went to school for sports broadcasting, and I do a podcast, well, guess what I use a lot? It's you know, and you can hear that, and I was cringing as I listened to the own recording, of my voice while talking to Dinesh because I didn't realize how often I you know say you know so that's something I've got to work on and we all have these different filler words we fall back on Uh, one section is called the power of the pause which really it helps you replace filler words with pauses Uh, Obama is an absolute master at that the way he delivers a message and thinks about what he's going to say, but makes sure it stays impactful by using pauses. Uh, He's a great guy to examine that technique with. But yeah, let's get into the interview with Dinesh. We talk about uh, media training in esports. That's a key one, but also the app, how it works, what the inspiration for it was. Uh, Dinesh, not to spoil it, but a little bit of a teaser. Dinesh was on track to worked for one of Elon Musk's companies, SpaceX or Tesla, and he came to a realization. So I'll leave you with that lead-in, and let's get right into the interview. So Dinesh, I wanted to start with your elevator pitch for Ori. What is it, and what makes it unique?
1: Thanks for having me here, Mitch. Ori is a mobile speech coaching platform that helps people give more effective presentations, and sound more confident. We use artificial intelligence to mimic what a real human coach and how they would give feedback through a mobile platform.
0: Absolutely. What was your inspiration? What was your background that led you to founding uh, this company?
1: So I didn't have the right background. I was not a computer science major. I was not a speech coach. I was just a mechanical engineering student who wanted to work for Elon Musk, either in SpaceX or Tesla. That was my career trajectory. But very early on, I realized that you can be the smartest engineer in the room. But if you cannot articulate your ideas, if you can't share and talk with confidence, you're not going to climb the corporate ladder, because the only way to climb higher inside a corporate setting and in your own personal life is by improving your soft skills especially a communication skill. So I decided to join a public speaking club called Toastmasters. I went there religiously, and after a few months realized that this is actually a learnable skill. Anyone can learn to be more effective in the communication skills. And if you don't, it puts a ceiling on you. So my roommate and I decided to make this crucial skill accessible to the masses. And what we did was look at what state-of-the-art way is today, and that was one-on-one speech coaching. You hire a speech coach, they give you feedback. And we watched hundreds and hundreds of speech coaches, how they give feedback. And we said, let's create algorithms and train data sets and data models that can actually try and automate some of these areas of feedback and help people in their own times, on demand, on the go, improve their skill. And that's what Ori is doing.
0: Awesome! It's a really cool company because it's something that's that's unique, and you know, public speaking is probably one of the top five biggest fears. Like, if you just pulled random people and were like, "What is one of your biggest fears?" I think public speaking would be one of the most common answers you'd get. So, it really is a problem faced by a lot of the community in a lot of different sectors. It is. So we're an eSports podcast, obviously, and I mentioned a little bit about the work that you're doing with eSports Network, but what was your previous experience with eSports before Mark, the CEO of eSports Network, reached out to you? I am no
1: pro eSports person. The only multiplayer game I've ever played in my life was RuneScape since I was seven years old, but that's it.
0: RuneScape's an amazing game. One of the one of the first games I played as well. So now that you're you're in it, and we're bringing this ORA app to esports colleges, do you see an opportunity for ORA in uh, in the esports space?
1: Hundred percent. When Mark and I initially had our conversation, where we got to know each other and what we we're doing, we. From the get-go, we saw a good fit here in what Mark was trying to do and what Ori's mission was. Mark wants to help people, especially esports gamers, to be the best. And one of the things that helps them become the best is articulating their stories. If you win a competition or you're going into a big competition, of course, you have to tell your story. You have to craft your narrative. There'll be a bunch of interviewers who will come to your doorstep who will be asking you to share some background information on you what you like doing what your goals are how you feel and if you can articulate yourself in a confident and executive manner you are set up for growth and that's what we're helping do that
0: yeah a lot of esports athletes you know they come from their bedrooms, and then suddenly they're thrust in the media spotlight. And if you look at the traditional sports path, it's much different. You have players who are highly touted recruits, and they have media people coming to them when they're 14 years old. And then throughout high school, throughout college, they continue having more interactions with the media before they finally reach the the top level. But in esports, it's really you work, you work, your work. Suddenly you make it. And then now people want to interview you and it's a lot like it happens all at once. So it can be very overwhelming for an 18, 19 year old kid who's now been thrust in the spotlight. Exactly.
1: And this, the way they communicate their ideas can make or break their career. Because if you're put in front of the media, if you're put in front of the spotlight and If you are not able to share your story in an effective manner, then you might not have a big fan base. If you don't have a big fan base, you might not get the right sponsors. It's a flywheel effect. And at the core of it is communication skills. And that's what we help with.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And so talking about the app itself, even though you don't have a background in gaming, the app almost feels like one. As you go through different lessons, you, which are like pace and pauses, you know, different parts of public speaking, you gain experience and you level up uh, concepts very familiar to the average gamer. So even though you don't have that background, it really does, it almost feels like a game in a way as you play it and you're on level two, i I'm level three, and so that, that constant progression is, you know, a staple of video games. Yep, it's true, I do not have a background in gaming or speech coaching, However, when you found a startup, you become a founder,
1: you have to start wearing multiple hats and you have to learn in a very, very short span of time a lot of skills. Speech coaching was one of the skills I learned. App development was one of the skills that I learned. And so was gamification in learning setting. So we implemented some of this gamification elements in our apps learning pathway. So for example, when you do a fight your filler lesson, you get three lives. If you say an um or an uh that really hampers your credibility. You lose, a, you lose a life and you might have to start all over again. And yes, we do have leveling up. You have badges and everything like that. So yes, that actually helps the learner learn
0: faster and in a more effective manner. Yeah, and it works really well. It's not just for people who don't have any public speaking experience. I went to school for broadcasting. And I was playing through it and it highlighted some issues of mine. And then you have to re-listen to it and you have to re-listen to yourself. And it really forces you to confront some habits you might have or some issues with your speaking. And even somebody who literally went to school for this and paid an absurd amount of money, I still was noticing things in my own speech patterns that I was like, oh, yeah, I, I need to fix that up. So, you know, for the yep. for the average person, you know, it, it can be a lot, but it also... You know, it, it helps it delivers it in sort of in good little bites of okay, this is what we're focusing on now. It's pace of talk. It doesn't overwhelm you with all the different things that you might need to work on, but it's like, all right, here's one issue, we'll get through that one, we'll move on to another one, and go step by step through all the different things that can make somebody an ineffective public speaker.
1: Yep. You bring up a very important point, which is why we don't just call ourselves a public speaking app. That's why we call ourselves a communication coaching or presentation coaching app because these are skills that apply to anyone in their daily life. What we're doing right now is recording a podcast, but we're speaking. We are communicating. And the way we communicate with each other impacts the listener. If we talk and our talk is littered with a bunch of ums and us, that will be really distracting for the audience and the listener, and they might just not listen to this podcast. If they are talking too fast, then the information we are conveying would be hard to grasp for someone, and then again, the audience might stop listening. So even though we're not doing public speaking today, ORI helps with that because it is a communication coaching tool.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I've had that experience before in some episodes in the past. Uh, you know, you bring people on from a variety of different... Um, different places, I'm not going to call anybody out of course, but uh, it, it increases my time in post-production, at the very least, pretty substantially, cutting out you knows. You knows the one that, that, that gets me. Um's, the, the reader almost stops listening, but when there's a lot of you knows, it, it gets a little little tough to, to continue listening, because the brain registers that every time, thinking it's a new sentence, and it, it's not. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. One thing you can do is share with your, whoever you're hosting next time, share with them ORI. Tell them, hey, go through ORI's lesson on Fajr Fitter and make sure you don't
0: say those fillers. I will, I will. I'll start directing people to that. So getting into that a little bit more, obviously this is pretty unique. Media training, communication, coaching is usually something done in person uh, by you know, either in a seminar or one on one. But what does artificial intelligence bring, like using artificial intelligence that a traditional in-person media training course uh, might not have? It is true. This is
1: something that has traditionally been done in a classroom like setting one on one and in person. But what the latest advancements in artificial intelligence, machine learning, has allowed us to do is actually understand and comprehend human speech, this voice. Whenever someone talks, there are a lot of analytics that we can now perform on it, to be able to give feedback on how you can get better. Now, the outcome we're talking about is helping someone sound more confident and helping them be more effective. And if that can be done digitally, through a technology tool, by themselves instead of relying on someone else and paying them hundreds of dollars per hour and yet come to the same outcome then why not why not do that it's convenient it's more cost effective and it's scalable
0: yeah and i I think it really applies bringing it back to esports i think it really applies to esports players because we're talking about kids who are we're bringing these to colleges and ideally in a college setting you're very attentive and and enjoying it but uh you know you bring in a classroom you bring in an in-person media trainer that can feel almost like a lecture and lectures are oftentimes tuned out if it's not you know a subject that immediately interests them and communication coaching should but might not always but we're a very digital age people and especially people who are making a living uh playing video games they're very digitally based so learning through an app and seeking out, I think more importantly, seeking out that knowledge and that training will really allow them to gain more than sort of attending a two-hour lecture might. 100%. It's really interesting. I'm really curious to see how these uh, colleges, so right now eSports Network is bringing this to 20 different colleges. We have 20 different colleges who have uh, expressed interest in the esports pro program for esports media training and Ori is going to be a key facet of that it is the you know we are going to do a little bit of in person speaking but then we're using Ori to extend that and to give them that basis so it's not in in one year out the other we leave campus and they forget everything that happened Ori is sort of like the follow-up. You you just hand them the app and you're like, Okay, play through this and you know, practice with this and that will help you really help cement the lessons that were taught. So I think they really can work in tandem as well. That's a very important point. It is hundred
1: percent accurate. Ori can be used as a standalone tool where you as someone might not have access to a real coach, but in our case <clears throat> with eSports media training, where the scholar students do have access to a media training expert from eSports media training, or is being used as a supplement tool, as a way to actually practice, as a way to rehearse, and as a way to reinforce some of the new skills that one might learn in the media training that's face-to-face.
0: Yeah, it it absolutely is. And, you know, the benefits, I think we talked about that a little bit, but I'd love to circle back to, you know, just what a good communicator can be, especially in eSports. Right now, you know, there's not a ton of eSports superstars in the same way that there's the sports superstars who are just, you know, on another plane. There's a couple guys who are, and a couple girls who have really, like, shown themselves as the best players, but... You know, being able to communicate with the media and communicate with your teammates and communicate with coaches and bosses, it it all ties in into a successful career. But really, you know, giving the media and understanding that balance of being a good interview, but also not saying anything that could get somebody else in trouble, it's a tough balance to strike because you want your quotes to be interesting, but you also don't want them to be too interesting i guess i would say yeah well that's that was every question i i had for you uh danish uh thank you so much for joining this podcast was there anything i didn't ask you about about Ori or about media training communication coaching anything i didn't ask you about we covered in this podcast that you want to go over here
1: no i think you did a great job covering a to z of what we're doing here thank you
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. We're excited to bring Ori to the Esports Pro Media Training course that is still in development, but we do know Ori will be a key facet of it. So we are really excited to continue working together and help bring uh, your app to some people who really need it. That's everything for that interview with Dinesh Damani the co-founder and CEO of Ori. We think we've covered every single thing that app does at this point, but I would encourage people to go check it out. Just play around with it. It is really intuitive for the average gamer. You get a level up, and you do feel like you're identifying some issues with your own speech pattern. So if you have any interest in learning more about that or improving that aspect of your life, it's a free app and you can get started in just minutes, and really, I think you can take some key lessons away pretty quickly, which is which is always a good thing for an app. Uh, coming up this week on the Esports Network podcast, we have a couple things that I'm really, really excited about. First, I'm going deep into some esports myths. That's always a fun topic. We're talking about A lot of different topics that are brought up by the mainstream media, brought up by friends and parents and colleagues who haven't heard of esports. Some topics will be the capital S. Where did that come from in esports and why is it slowly going the way of the dinosaurs? Not quite quick enough for me, but slowly moving that direction. Uh, We're going to be talking about are esports sports? sports. The age-old question that is kind of exhausting to answer, but in I honestly think it has a pretty simple answer. So those are the kind of esports topics we'll be covering on Esports Myths, and we'll also be having a new page go up, esportsmyths.com. So that'll be exciting. Check that out. You can bring that to people so you can stop explaining esports to the people who don't know and go to Esports Myths. It'll be similar to Snopes in the way it operates, so we're really excited about that. And I'll be kicking off that page with a podcast and an article at the same time. So, some esports myth to look forward to. And the second episode of the week will be an interview, and that is actually with an executive at Nielsen, the TV company. They do all the ratings for traditional linear TV, the Nielsen ratings. That's where the viewership numbers come from for events like the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals. They are the authoritative voice on TV ratings. Well, they are doing some work in esports. And actually, it's still under embargo until Wednesday. So I can't say much more about what they're doing. But it will come out on Wednesday. And so will an interview with Nicole Smith, who is a executive at Nielsen. Talking about esports, talking about esports viewership, how they quantify esports viewership and really how brands can now digest this because brands who advertise on linear media, they understand Nielsen ratings. They might not understand Twitch ratings and Twitch viewership because they are different. They're tracked different. They're calculated different. So we'll be going over all those different factors that interview. Really excited to share that one with you. Uh, But for now... Thank you for listening to this version of the eSports Network podcast presented by eSports Network. As always, I'm your host, Mitch Reams. Have a great day.